you guys. This is Rebecca. Hey, and it's Lily. And you're listening to... (laughs) And you're listening to... (laughs) Just Ghoulie Things. Woo! All right, we try. I actually think we should keep that one because it just shows that we're authentic, real people. Yeah, we're not fake. We're not one of those fakers. But um, hey, guys, welcome back to Jess Ghoulie Things. We were actually right before I hit record, we were talking about how once we reach a thousand followers on Instagram, which seems to be really, really soon, mm-hmm. fingers crossed, we should just release our bloopers for some of the shit that we say on here yeah. that doesn't get posted to the final cut because actually, I don't even know if any of our listeners want to listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. This, all of our episodes are just one, like, 50-minute long blooper. One big what the fuck. Exactly. Exactly. But it's all thanks to you guys that we make this possible. So, yeah. So, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. um, So, let's just get right into it because we have a lot, a lot of... uh, Stuff, 11 pages of information that we need to cover today for this week's Quality episode. content. Yes. So now most of you guys listening, you probably, when you hear the words Ouija board, you mostly think negative, right? Absolutely. And, and spooky and I think... Just bad. I think, I think dangerous. That's what I think. Yeah. Big no-no. And... <laughs> And we also know it as a flat board with the letters of the alphabet in like two semicircles above the numbers zero through nine and the words yes and no in the upper corners, goodbye at the bottom, and with a planchette where you use it to navigate across yeah. the board to communicate. And um, it's usually with, um, it's usually like, I guess the planchette's like a teardrop shape. Yeah. I never understood kind of like why. A triangle. Well, I found it looks like if you go to put two hands on it, and you put your index finger and thumb, that's kind of the shape it becomes. Illuminati. Illuminati. <laughs> but yeah, we got uh, you, Illuminati. <laughs> so um, most of us have been taught that nothing good comes from a Ouija board. But do we really know the history of this mysterious board? Like, where did it even come from, right? Like, we just we just know that from our parents or from what we see on TV, pop culture, we just should not be touching a Ouija board. But like, why? So today we did our research and we will be talking about the history of the Ouija board as well as some Ouija board stories sent in by some of our listeners. So Lily, take it away. All right. So Ouija boards began to be advertised in February of 1891, being described as Ouija, the wonderful talking board. That was a magical device that answered questions quote, about the past, present, and future with marvelous accuracy. Marvelous. Marvelous. And promised never-failing amusement and recreation for all the classes. A link between the unknown, between the known and unknown, the material and immaterial. And the price was $1.50. So uh, what I looked up, actually, was I looked up the inflation and Mm -hmm. around... Uh, this time, $1.50 was about, I think it said like $35. Pretty steep. Yeah. Um, so it was also said to have been proven to work by the patent office. Yeah, because of course to get something patented, they need to make <laughs> sure that it works. So 
that we're going to get into that later of how it was proven that this works through the patent office. Of course, of course. Um, but the Ouija board came from the American 19th century obsession with spiritualism, which it's interesting. Um, Brian Cano at the expo we went to, mm-hmm. the Piranity, the Piranity, the Piranity, that's what you call it, the Piranity Expo. He did a whole exhibit in the back of spiritualism. And some of this information I already knew because of that, yeah. which is really cool. But um, spiritualism is the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. And spiritualism, which had been around for years in Europe, hit America hard in 1848 with the sudden prominence of the Fox sisters. That um, They were from upstate New York. Oh, and the, those are the three sisters who did seances, right? Yes. Okay. I thought, I thought I it was crazy? two. I thought it was two, but maybe it's it could three. Be I don't two. remember. Uh, well, but there was more than one. There was more. Yeah, it was plural. You're so. probably right. I'm going off of memory. You, you like, just read this. <laughs> but, the, but these sisters claimed to receive messages from spirits who rapped on the walls and answer questions and aided by the stories about the celebrity celebrity sisters and other spiritualists in the national press spiritualism reached millions of people and was at its peak in the second half of the 19th, uh, 19th century and it actually was beginning to be seen as a wholesome activity that wow. people uh, families would gather around and do mm-hmm. it together like oh what are you guys doing this friday night oh i'm gonna have a seance you know and contact like, spirits we're like oh it's card night it's yeah. wedding night yeah it's contact the dead night Ooh. Ooh. and um so they would contact spirits at seances through automatic writing or table turning parties which participants would place their hands on a small table and watch it begin to shake and rattle mm-hmm. while they all declared that none of them were moving it, it was the spirit not. This is why people had trust issues all the way back For then. For real. So, um, to also note, the uh, this movement also offered a lot of solace during this hour because the average lifespan at that time was less than 50. So, mm-hmm. there were so many young kids that died of diseases that are now preventable, curable now. So, parents were heartbroken and they wanted to con- connect with their loved ones. And it's also important to note, too, um, with the average lifespan being less than 50, this grew really popular post-Civil War when loved ones were killed. I was just Googling that! I was thinking that when I saw it said 1848, and then I was thinking, and then it said the second half of the 19th century. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Because during the Civil War, a lot of people lost uh, lost loved ones, and you know they said goodbye and never saw them again. And yeah. there was probably not closure there. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was just the best way to speak to their lost loved ones and make them feel better. It was pro- probably also part of the original advertisement, too. You know what I mean? Part of the appeal. Yeah. Is, you know, not only, oh, you got this, but like, hey, you know dead people? We gotcha. For $35. Yeah. thirty for $1.50. $1.50, yeah. Uh, no, but I, I looked up the um, inflation calculator. The furthest back I could go was like 1913. So I just went f- So it's probably even back. more expensive. It yeah. was 1891. Yeah. So it said 38 in 1913. So I just kind of was like, I don't know, because of the war budgets. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I wasn't alive in 1913. <laughs> I, I definitely was not. Yeah. Oh, boy. Did you well, maybe you, we were actually, but in another life. Oh, you missed out. We had a lot of fun. Uh, we had... Uh, petticoats and cholera (laughs) i love when people say oh uh, i was born in the wrong era i should have been born in the 1950s 1940s and it's like there was a lot of racism back then do you really want to be born back then exactly be like do you like using tampons yes (laughs) ma'am you have to like rig yourself up in your own underwear it was bad i mean i wasn't there again shockingly 
<laughs> if there was like time traveling, I would go back in time just so I could provide more information for this podcast. Like I was totally down to like see the Gettysburg Address. It's like the one. Where place would you want to go. go back? You want to go Gettysburg Address? Yeah. What about you? Um, this sounds really fucked up, but the Salem Witch Trials. Ooh. Yeah. Good one. Which that could be another episode. That says a because, lot about both of us. Yeah. Well, I I would want to go back and be like, I want to like, does anyone object? I object. These people are a bunch of fucking liars. <laughs> I mean, I know that they're like, obviously we're yeah. witches, but. Be like, sir, are you familiar with the art of mental illness? Make them woke to that too. Because they probably, I mean, I think they knew that mental illness, but not obviously too what we know dude today, when right? i get fucked up and mad i'm like why does everyone hate me and i run around they'd be like yo she's a witch she's fucking bad oh, she's yeah. crazy we need to like stone her or something oh yeah no i would definitely have cement on my ankles and been thrown into a lake easy i would not have lived to see 24 this is <laughs> oh really my god this is going back to ouija boards <laughs> okay all right so comp wait what? okay this you right, go yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, and you go. You have to talk <laughs> as, about the uh, growing spiritualism. Yeah, yeah. So, well, so as it was growing, like we said, in like our original tangent because of uh, the Civil War having just passed, um, so the frustration grew with how long it took to get any meaningful message out of the spirits. Calling out the alphabet and waiting for a knock at the right letter, for example, was deeply boring. You know what? I just need to interject here <laughs> because... I don't ever want to hear these baby boomers talking about us millennials are so impatient and shit. Okay. Our ancestors were so eager to listen to our lost loved ones. They couldn't just wait and just be like, all right, let's hear a couple thumbs. They're like, no, let's bring a demonic Ouija board into the equation. And that's why they play it ourselves. Dude, think about royalty portraits. I feel like I'm further away from the mic this episode. I'll scoot in. Uh, you know what I mean? But like people like royalty would pose for hours just to get like a picture of themselves. Like, excuse me for having a selfie at the top of my hands. Like, Anyways, these people didn't understand how much effort these spirits put into talking to them, and they just want to be like, it's too long. <laughs> Ungrateful. Well, <laughs> anyway, so this uh, knocking on the table and everything, it became really boring and dull. So, uh, let me see. Oh, of course, also because the communication between humans at far distances was also a possibility now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it, it wasn't just like, oh, you have a couple of weeks, you know, or however long it took to send mail. Like now human to human contact was also faster. So why not human to spirit, you know, like uh, inter, I guess what, like interdimensional contact? They were probably like, ¿Por qué no los dos? Like, <laughs> yeah, both. Like taco shell style, you know what I mean? So... The telegraph had been around for decades, so why shouldn't spirits be easy to reach? So people were desperate for met methods of communication that would be quicker. And while several entrepreneurs realized that, it was the Kennard Novelty Company that really nailed it. They just did not think about it as opening the gates of hell. Mm. That wasn't their goal. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I would think that this novelty company just saw it as a moneymaker. Just yeah. trying to capitalize on yeah. people's desperation to get closer mm -hmm. to their loved ones. Yeah. So, contrary to the popular belief, the uh, the name Ouija is not a combination for uh, the French word yes and the German word ja. So, it was um, it was Bonds, who was one of the entrepreneurs of the board's sister-in-law, Helen Peters, who was uh, a strong medium, according to Bonds, mm -hmm. who supplied the now instantly recognizable name. So, pretty much the story goes for the name as they were sitting around the table and they asked the board what they should call it and the name Ouija came through and when they asked what it meant, the board replied, good luck. 
eerie and cryptic, right? Mm -hmm. But for the fact that Peters acknowledged that she was wearing a locket bearing the picture of a woman, the name Ouija, above her head. So that's a story that emerged from the Ouija's founder's letters, but it's very possible that the woman in the locket was famous author and popular women's rights activist. Uh, her, it's Ouida, I think, which is O-U-I-D-A, not O-U-I-J-A, whom Peters admired, oh. so that Ouija may have just been a misreading of that. Oh. So is that why... I'm just wondering if it was spelled O-U-I-G-A, how they knew to pronounce it Ouija when they first, when the letters first appeared, that it would be spelled Ouija. How did that... You know what? I don't care. Huh. Ouija. So Ouija, right? Because I think Ouija, like you think it's an E at the end, right? Yeah. But maybe because the, the way they talked back then. When was the vowel shift? I'm, oh, and that was way back. That was way back. I yeah. don't know. Um, I know when I read stuff from that time period, sometimes it gets me fucked well, up. Well, also there's a lot. Have you noticed there's a lot of apostrophes? Yeah. They're just like tis and tomorrow morn and uh, a bunch of other stuff. So, okay. Anyways. Uh, All right. Then, so back to oh, shit. that. No, you're good. I just bring it all the way back up here. So another thing that happened once the popularity came out was, of course, you're wondering, you know, how did the patent company prove that the board worked? Well, uh, Bond brought Peters to the patent office in Washington with him when he filed his application, and there the chief patent officer demanded a demonstration if the board could accurately spell out his name, which was supposed to be unknown to Bond and Peters, he'd allow the patent application to proceed. They all sat down, uh, communicated with the spirits, and the planchette faithfully spelled out the patent officer's name. Huh. Yeah, so, uh, of course, it went through, and you fast forward to World War One. so around 1914 to 18, the Ouija board is continuing to, to grow in popularity, and more factories are being built to make more boards. Of course, the more people use it, the more stories occur, good, bad, and some were just straight up weird, yeah. right? So in 1920, National Wire Services reported that would-be crime solvers were turning to their Ouija boards for clues in the mysterious murder of a New York City gambler, Joseph Burden Elwell. Ever heard of DNA? <laughs> they actually did. <laughs> they though. had not. They actually had. This though. reminds me of that show Psych. Do you remember Psych? I've never watched that. Okay, so I watched I watched I literally just watched the pilot. But there's this guy who's like, "I'm a total psychic and I can solve any problem." And like and they just rely on him? Pretty much. Oh. Um, it's like, I don't know. I don't remember a whole lot. All I remember is that I, I stayed up late to watch the pilot the first night it was on. And then I couldn't sleep because I was afraid that I was a psychic. Like a legit, I could see evil spirit psychic. What made you start thinking that? The show? Yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know why I think <laughs> a lot of the things I think. They just kind of happen in my brain. Um, I'm very scared to ever, if I ever had the opportunity to go into your brain, I probably wouldn't. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, that's why I'm barely in my brain. I just kind of wander <laughs> around places and end up where I am. So, anyways, in 1921, the New York Times reported that a Chicago woman was, who was being sent to a psychiatric hospital tried to explain to doctors that she wasn't suffering from mania, but that her Ouija spirits had told her to leave her mother's dead body in the living room for 15 days before burying her in the backyard. <laughs> So hold up, <laughs> there's a lot. This this is a roller coaster story right here. Yeah. So I need to know if she killed the mother or the mother just died, and 
I mean, do you just go to your Ouija board and be like, fuck, do I, do I bury her now or I just leave her for, why 15 days? Well, as I read this, I came up with a bit of an elaborate theory, which makes sense because it's an elaborate story, right? Mm-hmm. So some of this is just like screaming schizophrenia. <laughs> yeah. However, Ouija boards, both back then and now, have proven to be, you know, seem at least to me like sometimes they're legit, yeah. right? So my theory, my, my theory on this is that, you know, there was something in her head maybe telling her to do shit and then the Ouija board latched onto that because she's easy. Yeah. You know, yeah, she's she, an easy person to control. To yeah. Exactly. And then they were like, okay, well, you do this. Also, leave her in the living room for 15 days. You know what I mean? her in your backyard. Exactly. So I think that part of it was definitely her imagination and then that her being an easy target to take and then manipulate, have her do mm-hmm. the fucked up things as Ouija boards tend to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then in 1930, uh, newspaper readers were thrilled by accounts of two women in Buffalo, New York, who had murdered another woman, supposedly on the encouragement of Ouija board messages. In 1941, a 23-year-old gas station attendant from New Jersey told the New York Times that he joined the army because the Ouija board told him to. In 1958, a Connecticut court decided not to honor the Ouija board will of Mrs. Helen Dow Peck, who left only $1,000 to two former servants and an insane $152,000 to Mr. John Gale Forbes, a lucky but bodiless spirit who had contacted her via the Ouija board. I want, like, I do wonder when you go to a past life, do you need money? Uh, well, the people from Heaven's Gate sure thought they did. <laughs> what was it like that? It was like uh, Three seven dollars and quarters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh God! You know what? Like, I I thought because there's some religions like you actually put in money. Yeah. In the person's coffin. Imagine so. paying rent in heaven. And be like, bitch! I thought I left that on earth. Be like, uh, yeah, I did my time I paying rent. <laughs> But yeah, wow, $152,000. Yeah, I and that's crazy for back then too. Yeah, I didn't, I should have plugged that into the calculator, I but. I need to know, well, Mr. John Gilford. Either way, yeah, a shit okay. ton of money. Hella money. So, um, the Ouija existed, aside from the few cases of supposed Ouija-inspired murders, as non-threatening for the most part. So like, besides a few murders here and there, People weren't threatened by the Ouija board. People continued to use it. Yeah, you and know. And that is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is until 1973, though. And in that year, as many of you guys may know, the very famous movie The Exorcist mm-hmm. scared the shit out of people in theaters. <laughs> and pretty much the implication that a 12-year-old Reagan was possessed by a demon after playing with a Ouija board by herself changed how many people saw the board. Okay. So a lot of people don't realize that this movie really changed how pop culture saw Ouija boards during this time. So was it kind of like it, like uh, the advertisements and post-Civil War like brought it into the public eye and then the movie being released was kind of like, bitch, this ain't what you thought it was. Yeah, yeah, it, it brought a, a different perspective to people. Okay. And pretty much almost overnight, the Ouija board became a tool of the devil to people. And for that reason, a tool for many horror writers and movie makers. Mm -hmm. And it began popping up more in scary movies and um, usually in the movie opening the door to evil spirits. Okay. And, you know, a lot of people are influenced by pop culture. So, you know, a lot of people associate what they see on TV with... And back then, they didn't really have that in the 1800s, early 1900s. They didn't have that 
they pop had a culture. shit ton of advertisements. Yeah, you know, and whatever whatever was said in the advertisement, they believed, and it was, yeah, po- it was you positive. can't lie on paper. Of course not. So, and it was patent proved. So, whatever. Um, anyway, so outside of the theater, the following years, uh, the Ouija board was denounced by religious groups as Satan's preferred method of communication. So, <laughs> just um, wait till Satan hears about Snapchat. <laughs> And with all the good and bad said about it, the Ouija board remains popular to this day. And you can actually use Hasbro's newest glow-in-the-dark Ouija board. That's the one you had in the recent post, yep, right? Yep, my Hasbro Ouija board. You can check that out on our Instagram at Just Things Podcast. Mm-hmm. Or you can even download a Ouija board app. There's like 20 oh, of them. On. Yeah, there's I don't literally that. I know, but you know but what? It's fun. People, people there. Like, people that want to just say they've done it, like, it's there to access, yeah. so why not? Also, I was looking up different Ouija board things. They even have at um, Hot Topic Ouija board bra and underwear. Jesus Christ. I, they described, there was this one article I was reading for this information, and they were describing about how, um, they were trying to describe Hot Topic to people, and they're like, the popular teen goth store. <laughs> I was like, wait, like I was obsessed with that store in middle school. I'm still obsessed with it. I love That's going where I in get there. like 80% of my band t-shirts. I literally love Hot Topic. I saw, um, please sponsor. It was like, oh, I'll, I'll post it on our Instagram. It's not my picture, but it was like modern. It was like, you know, the, you know, t- the modern day Ouija board and it had like emojis on it. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's me. You need to post that. Everything ends in like the shrug. Be like, how did you die? I don't know. Nope. Shrug. <laughs> that actually is a really good idea if they did that. For millennials, they'd eat that shit up. Yes. Okay. So some psychologists believe that the Ouija board is influenced by the players and their current mental state, which mm-hmm. would kind of make sense from that one account of the girl that said that um, she couldn't bury her mother till 15 days after yeah. she died. Um, but others say, other psychologists say that they believe that from their research, that this is a form of communication from the other side. So what do you think? Do you think the Ouija board is good or bad? Me? Yeah. Well, well me. Uh, you know, I think it depends. I think it depends on your situation, why mm-hmm. you're using it, who's using it. I agree. If, if you know some, if like, like, let's say... Like you think there's a ghost in your house that's been trying to kill you. Maybe don't break out the Ouija board, you know, but if I I just, I also think, yeah, I think it's the, it's, it is the way you use it. And I think it's really important to know a lot of times you see bad things come from Ouija boards when Mm -hmm. you don't properly close the conversation. Exactly. And it leaves that portal. You're, you're always supposed to start with like, hi, how are you? Uh Uh-huh. Which a lot of people, it's funny, like a lot of people at my job, like I walk in and I'll be like, are there reservations tonight or whatever? And they're like, you didn't say hi, how are you? And I'm like, ah. so that's also part of it. You got to be cordial to, you know, the other side yeah. or whatever. Um, but the story, yeah, the story about the, so there's this uh, big group of people who, so there's this couple who comes in and then a bunch of other people come in with them. And I walk in and the woman is holding a Ouija board. And I'm like, huh? And she's like, could you hold this? Like we're, we're uh, trying to give it, 
we, we borrowed it. We need to give it back to a friend. I'm like, yeah, sure. So I put it in my podium and then I was like, wait a minute. Like, cause this was that Friday. So yeah. it was the day after we recorded and we we're going to do Ouija boards. So I took my little like boomerang with it. And a couple of the surfers walked by. They're like, Lily, put that away. <laughs> Hide it under the stairs. Haven't you learned from your podcast? And exactly. They were like, Lily, that's a bad idea. I'm like, it's not mine. <laughs> Literally, you know, like it's, it's like, not mine. I'm holding it for friends. <laughs> So when you're this is this, yeah, it's like the spiritual version of pot. Yeah, it's when not your my, parents catch you with I'm it. I'm holding it for a friend. <laughs> I love how we thought of that at the same time. Genius. We hang out too often now. Yeah. And we went, we went like years of not seeing each other to now seeing each other every week. It's just very toxic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's okay. I love you. It's fine. Oh, stop! Okay. I'll blush. So <laughs> now we are going to read some listener experiences with the Ouija board. So the first story goes. Hey guys, I just started listening to you and I love your podcast. You guys seem so real and genuine and it's really fun to listen to. Aww. <laughs> You're Here right. This is getting to be that was so ro- That was so robotic to yeah. it. She was just talking about how real we Aww. are. I'm like, oh, Aww. thank you. Thank you. Come play with us forever and <laughs> ever and ever. <laughs> So here's my Ouija board. So here's my Ouija board story, or rather my parents' story. Mm. When I was 13, I asked my parents for a Ouija board for my birthday. Normal things that a 13-year-old asks. Of course. Not a pony. Oh, I just want a Ouija board. There wasn't any real reason other than everyone else has one. I'll never forget it. My parents looked at one another and both said no a little too quickly and a little too loud. I asked what the deal was. They said we aren't supposed to mess with those things, meaning spirits. To which I replied, it's made by Milton Bradley and stormed off. I remember that line specifically because I was very proud of it. She did her research. I have one. She did her Mine is Hasbro, Hasbro. Not the one someone brought in. Not the one someone brought into the restaurant. I have one. Oh, so you have your own? I have. Yeah, so... Uh, but again, mine is, it might be Milton Bradley, but it's Hasbro and it like glows in the dark. I mean, like it doesn't, I like sat down in my room and I was like, is anyone here? And then like two minutes, nothing happened. I was like, all right, now it's in my basement. Nothing weird happened. $35 yeah, so, down the drain. Yeah. So I, I relate to, uh, this 13 year old continue. Okay. A few days later, I asked my dad what the big deal was. He said, your mom and I just don't think that you need to expose yourself to entities. Again, my teenage brain did not feel that was a sufficient reason, and I demanded further explanation. I remember my dad making me swear that I wouldn't tell my mom that he had told me, and I promised. I still haven't told her. When my parents were a young married couple, early 20s, they went to a dinner party with some friends at the house of another young married couple. There were about six couples there. After a big dinner and bigger drinks, one of the hosts pulled out a Ouija board. Everyone laughed and thought it was fine. All of them had played growing up and thought it was a laugh. There were a lot of couples playing and a lot of hands on the planchette, so everything that happened next was completely dismissed. Here is the conversation as my dad told me that day. Host, is there anyone here that would like to speak to us? Nothing. Then giggles from the group. Host, is there anyone here that would like to communicate with us? Nothing. Host, is anyone here? (laughs) Bored. All of us. Giggles and accusations from the group. Host, what would you like to communicate with us? Silence for a bit then, the board says, we do not want to. As my dad tells the story, he says that at this point, he and my mom backed off the board as well as another couple. He said that for him, it was because he felt it was a friend moving the planchette, but that friend got off the board as well. My mom, however, was mortified. Mm -hmm. Host, what? Board, we are all here now, leave us. Host, who? Board, we do not want you. 
basically a variation of that sentence happened over and over mm. and then the group got bored and walked away they got bored it wasn't I they got sh- bored it be the fact that half them probably shit their pants it's like oh we're just bored mm-hmm. that this my mom called it to go home <laughs> if you're wondering if the board was properly closed the answer is no oh there you go when the group got bored, it was put away and put up in the closet next to Monopoly and Scrabble, I assume. My dad told me that the rest of the evening went fine, wine continued to flow, and everyone went home. Everyone went on about their lives until one night at dinner, my mom asked my dad if he had heard from them. He said no and immediately thought it was odd, as did my mom. So she called the woman, I don't remember her name, and didn't get an answer. Some more time went by and the group realized collectively that the couple had essentially disappeared. Okay, this is getting interesting. So my mom, always a sweet and kind and dutiful friend, went to visit. This was about a month and a half to two months after they had been over and played. Her friend opened the door and my dad said that per my mom's report, she looked as though she hadn't slept since they left. My mom expressed her worry and initially her friend was dismissive. But as my mom pressed, her friend lost her shit. She began sobbing uncontrollably and saying that everything had gone horribly wrong since the dinner party. That very night, as she and her husband had gone to bed, they heard a banging from the closet where the game was placed. Initially, it sounded like the game had fallen, but as they lay in bed, they heard a rattling on the doorknob and banging in the closet like someone was trying to get out. (gasps) Goosebumps. It happened for days, every evening, as they were trying to turn in. One evening, the wife was home alone. She looks out in the backyard and saw a man standing there, staring at her. She screamed and he disappeared. After a few days of seeing the man, she heard a child giggling throughout the halls. She told my mom that every day a new someone would appear. New noises, new rattles, new apparitions. They were truly all here. Like from the Ouija board message. Oh, my God. At least they're not liars. At least the ghosts aren't liars. The tea is churning. So the couple burned the Ouija board in the backyard, and things were quiet for a very short amount of time, but not long. It wasn't long after my mom came to visit her that they left the house, moved in with his parents, and put the house on the market. They slowly stopped hanging out with their friend group, saying it was too hard and eventually just not coming around altogether. For months after the dinner party, the other five couples never heard from them again. Wow. My dad said that he and my mother believed without a shadow of a doubt that the entities that weren't interested in coming forward were responsible. Mm -hmm. They never touched a Ouija board after that and they advised me not to. I never did. I sat out of every single slumber party that did so. I simply said, I don't mess with that shit and moved on. I was teased, sure, but after explaining why a time or two, busting out the board became less popular, dot, dot, dot. So there's my Ouija board story. Thanks so much for reading, Aubrey. And then she writes, side note, I have tons of stories. I grew up in a haunted house. I work in a haunted office building and my mom's best friend lost her husband to demon possession, it would seem. So let me know if you want any more. (gasps) Yes! Yes, if you couldn't tell, we would love to hear your stories, Aubrey. So yes. thank you so much for sending this amazing story in. I think this yeah. is an awesome way to start our listener story yeah. section. And um, yeah, no, send seriously, anyone that's listening, if you or someone you know has a story, email us at justghoulatingspodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, Lily, take it away with our second listener story. All right. So, ooh, almost knocked over your iced tea. My brisk Oh, God, I, lo- I used to get brisk out of the vending machines after my dance lessons. Mm. And my mom would pick me up. And, like, whenever I, like, taste it, I'm like, oh, I'm five years old in, in ballet. Isn't slippers. that weird how something can bring you back to a certain memory? Mm-hmm. Oh, I, like, I, I, I drank this and I like it. And I'll get tired of it. And then 
away a couple months and I'm happy. I'm like, what am I missing out on? I drink it. I'm like, dance class. All right. So here's the second story. A little over a year. Oh, God. Why do I keep doing that? (laughs) So we use this as we use a Word document and I go to keep my finger on the button and then I accidentally press it instead of it just hovering. That's something you guys don't care about that I just told you. All right. (laughs) So here's our second story. A little over a year ago, a collector friend of mine posted that he had picked up a Parker Brothers Ouija board from the early 70s. I wouldn't use a Ouija board, but as a lover of all things creepy, I bought it. Cut to Halloween of 2018. I was decorating the house for the occasion and took an... Ugh, and took the Ouija board out as a mantle decoration. Yeah, I know. <laughs> After having it up for about two weeks, my husband casually mentioned to me that he felt watched and a little uneasy when I wasn't home. But as soon as I walked in the door, the feeling went away. Hmm. Kristen and I worked together. So the next day I told Kristen what Brad had told me because it was weird as he was not into horror movies, wasn't a believer in the paranormal, etc. Kristen went totally white. Just a few days before I told her about Brad's feeling, Kristen was over at my house watching the Evil Dead remake. We had all the lights turned off in typical horror movie watching fashion. Of course. Of course. That's what you got to do. You know, it's part of the process. Uh, Kristen is very spiritually perspective. Very spiritually perceptive, Mm -hmm. unlike myself, and immediately told me that she didn't want to say anything because she thought she was just freaked out by the movie. But the night she was over, she fell and saw a man standing in my kitchen. So just to clarify, she was over watching the movie and she felt something, but didn't say anything um, to the one who had the Ouija board because uh-huh. she thought it was just maybe her senses tingling because she had seen the movie. Okay. Yeah, I had to read over. Yeah, I got confused at one point because it's me and I never understand anything. <laughs> um, so the night she was over... So that night she was over, she felt a man standing in her kitchen, which would have been slightly in front of and to the right of where she was sitting on the sofa. We talked about this presence in my house and how I had not felt or seen anything. And that was probably because one, it did not want to scare me as I was probably the most likely one to talk to it or invite it into my life. Or two, it was truly a benign spirit that was just watching over me. I'm not sure. I was so scared to be home alone, though, that when I came home that night, I took my pug to PetSmart and Starbucks <laughs> to kill enough time until my husband got home at night. I hope she, I hope she gave him a puppuccino. A puppuccino. I, oh, every time I go to Starbucks now, and if Loki's with me, I'll give him a puppuccino, and he loves it. Oh, I need to get my faith a puppuccino. Yes, make oh. him basic. Yes. Okay, um... Kristen and I smudged my house. So smudging is like saging, mm-hmm. pretty much the same thing. Um, and put the board back into the box. Kristen no longer felt or saw the man. Until... Dot, dot, dot. Our second podcast episode was a review of the Exorcist film. The film gets going after the main character unleashes a demonic force out of a Ouija board. So my dumb ass thought it would be a cute social media post to position the exorcist fails on top of uh, the board. Which it did. The photo is on our Instagram. All right, so we have to check this uh, out. Guess who also posted a picture with a Ouija board on Instagram? This <laughs> one. bitch. Oh, God. God. <laughs> we just did that. Okay, we just stop. Now that's getting weird, too. (laughs) All right. So the day after I took that photo, our puppy Leia was barking into the guest room, even though it was empty. When I touched her to calm her down, she yelped and peed herself. Oh, Leia. (laughs) 
As soon as Kristen came over the next time, she felt and saw the man standing in my guest bathroom shower. So now both her and my puppy had felt something in that bathroom. That bathroom shares a wall with the front closet that housed the Ouija board. So Kristen and I had to smudge the house again. Every time we have smudged, the man from the board seems to go away. But I can't even get the board out for 15 minutes without him standing around my house. I still have the board because I feel an odd sense of attachment to it. And I also don't feel comfortable giving it up to someone that may try to use it and invite that shit into their life. It's not the most action-packed story, but it does terrify me that we are all now 100% convinced there is a tall male figure that comes out anytime the board is taken out of the box. Um, and this is from Amanda from the Exorcisters podcast. I love that name. I love the name, the Exorcisters podcast. So anyone listening, um, definitely check out their podcast. Mm-hmm. They do, um, they have a bunch of different episodes on there that yeah. I, I want to give them a listen. But we've been talking to them on social media and they seem super, super cool. So Absolutely. check them out. Uh, something real quick is the um, the tall man standing around the house is reminding me again of your fedora. Oh, my fedora uh, trench, trench coat, coat guy. And wait a minute. The cover photo from The Exorcist is a man with a the, tall man trench yes. coat. Holy shit. Amanda, you're probably already thinking of that, but that just went through my brain too. Oh my God. Yeah. <sighs> Chills. Yeah. Okay. So. Ooh, my favorite part. All right, Lil, you want to explain jokes. what we're going to get into just to break up the listener stories? All right. Well, so we had so much fun last time doing uh, the would you rather questions mm-hmm. and everything that I thought to shake this one up a little, we would uh, exchange just some really shitty uh paranormal jokes and puns not that we have enough in this podcast already but might as well just add some more that we didn't come up with. yeah just take a little a little break and uh you know maybe even you guys can like try to figure out the answer which they probably will because my jokes are just shit and if you guys have any shitty paranormal jokes email them to us at just ghouly things podcast at (laughs) gmail.com all right so you want to start okay cool what did the ghost who crashed the halloween party say Boo. This is close, but I'm here for the booze. Oh, <laughs> God damn it. okay. All right. Do you want to alternate or do you want to do you go? Alternate? Okay. What does a spirit use to clean off their windshield? I don't know. A, a, a Ouija board. <laughs> That one's so fucking dumb. Squeegee board. Squeegee board. That's so perfect for this episode. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Um, let's say. What's a ghost's favorite type of pie? I think I know, but I'm going to say I don't. Say it. Booberry? Yes! <laughs> cereal blueberry yeah okay did you hear did i tell you actually really quick about the guy who got pulled over on the highway when i was on my way here for speeding no you know, oh i thought this is a part is this part of the joke he was a real speed dealer. Ah! <laughs> you're such a good actress that threw me off <laughs> <laughs> I thought because you sometimes say random shit in random spots. Yep. Oh god! Oh, gotcha. 
<laughs> Where does a ghost go on vacation? I don't know. Malibu. Oh. <laughs> oh, my jokes say Malibu. boo on them. <laughs> okay. Do you have any more? Um, well, did you hear about <laughs> the man who married a, a ghost woman? I did not. Really sweet story. Uh, I call it uh, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I know this is a little too late, but I feel like personally Romeo and Juliet could have handled that situation a lot better. Just my, saying. So my mom's an English professor and she will literally in, in her class sometimes she'll be like, listen, Romeo and Juliet were stupid. They were idiots. Mm. <laughs> it is true. Yep. Okay. Wait, let me see. Do I have another one? I have one that my friend Maddie told me. Shout out to Maddie. What's Let's a, hear it. What's a, uh, what's the scariest plant? Bamboo. <laughs> These are so shitty. I love it. Uh-huh. Okay. I'll, I got one more. Okay. Where did the ghost mom drop her baby off when she went to work? Day scare? Damn it, Lily! <laughs> did, you just, did you see that one? No, I just really like bad puns. <laughs> you want to redo it where I say no, what? No. <laughs> All right, well, that wrapped that one up, and Lily right. just took my shine. So Sorry. Thank you, Lily. Sorry. No. Well, you know what? You have the next story. Take it away, Rebecca. Okay. So this reads, when my mom was a teenager, she invited all of her friends over for a sleepover. One of those friends bought a Ouija board with them. My mom says that at first no one took it seriously, but then the board started to bounce between the letters Z and O when they asked its name. Zozo. <gasps> From the movies. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. What's Zozo? Uh, there's a m- m- movie, uh, something I can't remember what it is. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll, oh god, yeah, I don't. I never if heard you're of listening it. right now and know what I'm talking about, like tweet us and tell me. Okay, <laughs> continue. It started going around in circles on the board after a bit, but then just stopped. The house was never the same after that. It was little things at first, like doors opening and closing, lights turning on and off, the dog acting strange, but then it escalated to the point people in the house were getting scratched and growled at, and people would see very solid and obvious shadows and orbs. Often my mom would be home alone and hear a full-blown yet muffled conversation happening in the empty room next to her. Sometimes her name would be called, sometimes the old landline phone would ring and ring until my mom gained the courage to lift it up and hang it back up. That specific landline was broken and hadn't been unplugged for years, may I add. Ooh. <laughs> okay, that, was, that part threw me off. I know when... I'm trying to think of like a hotline bling kind of joke. I know when the hotline bling... You only call me on my home phone. Wait, wait, when you need a scare. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to record a whole cover of that. <laughs> Put on her Instagram. Because I know when that spook line bling... <laughs> That can only mean one thing. <laughs> Ever since you left dimensions, you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is, oh God. This happened to anyone who stayed alone in that house for more than a couple hours. My mom said the house had a really cold, empty feeling. It always felt dark and hollow like a cave. No one could ever shake the feeling of being stared at or followed, but all the feelings would leave as soon as they left the house. My grandparents moved out of that house when I was eight, but before they did, I vividly remember running to sleep between my grandparents in their room almost every night because I hear and see things. Mm -hmm. I'd wake up to see dark shadows and blobs standing, floating at the edge of my bed, 
orbs darting at random directions, or I'd be kept awake by heavy and fast footsteps running up and down the stairs. It wouldn't stop until I got up and looked, but after a while, it would start up again. No one would ever be there. To this day, that house is still messed up, even though multiple pastors have come in and blessed the house. Mm. The activity wasn't violent anymore after the house was blessed a second time, but it was still there. The house has seen six different owners in the last nine years or so since my grandparents sold it. No one in my family has bothered to go up and ask the current homeowners what they experienced, Mm -hmm. but the fact that that house has seen six owners in nine years in my city, which has a huge real estate bubble going on right now and has been like this for the last five years or so, is impressive. Something from the Ouija board is still attached to my mom. It's rather a weak attachment, but we move quite often and stuff will happen unless we bless the house. It's usually minor stuff, but it's stuff beyond new new house noises, but it's provoked and fed, it gets worse. For instance, in one house, my mom was going through some hard financial stuff. I was hanging out with my grandma for the day, and my mom called her hysterical. We had a crock pot on a shelf high above the kitchen and directly above the oven. My mom was working on her laptop at the kitchen table when she looked up and noticed the lid of the crock pot was hovering a few inches above it. The lid was suddenly flung at her, but halfway in the air, took a sharp 180-degree turn and smashed directly into the face of the oven, shattering both the glass door and back oven light. Holy shit. Yeah, that's intense. My grandma went back to my house with me, and she tried to figure out an explanation to the situation and tried to convince my mom it was just a freak accident. Mm -hmm. The problem is, however, is that the crock pot was on a solid shelf, and when checked, it was found that the shelf slightly leaned back towards the wall, but not towards the kitchen. So for the crockpot lid to end up where it did, it would have had to fight gravity. It was a lid that had sealing rubber around it, which made it Mm. sort of stick to the pot itself so it wouldn't move while soup was being cooked, and somehow gained enough speed and direction in a seven-foot fall to fly like a boomerang into the face of the oven. Holy shit. It takes a lot to break oven glass, just saying. And (laughs) the lid still had enough force to end up all the way in the back of the oven to shatter the back oven light. My mom had multiple people come in and help clean up the clean up and install a new oven. No one could come up with a logical explanation. It costed her an extra $500 or so to replace the oven, which, you know, they said they were already in financial issues, so Mm -hmm. that just sucks. And in another house, the cupboards never stopped slamming, and in the middle of the night, my mom, until my mom got up to yell at whatever was causing it. She got the house blessed, and we never had issues with the cupboards again. Now, we immediately bless each house we move into, so this doesn't happen. That's smart. I guess this is just a warning not to screw around with Ouija boards no matter how innocent they seem. They're not innocent and they're not fake. If you get in contact with the wrong thing, it'll mess your life up and probably the lives of others. Anonymous. Yeah. That's that was a really intense story. That's like a classic one too. Yeah. Like the classic, like uh timeless Mm -hmm. kind of thing. So um I also before you read the last story. Mm-hmm. I we had put on our Instagram to send us your Ouija board stories again. Thank you so much for everyone that did. But I specifically screenshotted um, a story that was told to us through one of our comments on that post. So I just thought I'd read it real quick. It's a, it's a short story, but it's a story nonetheless from one of our listeners. Mm-hmm. So it reads: As a teenager, about ten of us at a birthday party decided. Uh, light as a f- feather, stiff as a board wasn't scary enough. <laughs> what could... First of all, with that one, what could possibly, possibly go wrong? wrong? <laughs> yeah. 
So we were the we were the only ones home. Parents were in Italy, so no one else was home. We started right. they're just in Italy, you know. We started playing with her dar- dog, which was in her room. We asked if anyone was there, and we got the name Emmett, who was killed in a fire on my friend's property, <gasps> on the friend's property's house, which is no longer there, like fifty years ago. We asked why he was stuck there, and he left his son's. He said he left his son's tags were lost. We asked, how do we know where to find them? We got orange tail. Not knowing what that meant, we said, can you give us a sign? Okay, so there were no storms or thunder or nothing. The entire house then shook, and the dog was barking at the TV that wasn't on. Then it turned on, and we all screamed and ran. So it just gets super weird. And my friend's dad, once he gets back, um, was building a garage in the back of the property and he came into the house to my friend's mom and said, I found an orange vo- uh, orange box and there's some... Oh, orange box. She likes it. <laughs> yeah. It was an orange box and there's something in it. When they opened it, there was a rabbit's tail and dog tags. <gasps> we never told the parents what we did until years later. They returned them to the cemetery near us, so I've never touched one since. Ooh. Yeah. Pretty, pretty crazy, yeah. So thank you to, um, I think it's it's Rachel. Her username is Skull Unicorn. Yeah, Skull Unicorn. Skull Unicorn. So yeah, awesome. um, yeah, that's crazy that her that they were playing with this Ouija board. The the spirit named Emmett who died in a fire at a house that was no longer on the <laughs> property was like, yeah, dog that's- tail. I mean, uh, dog tags lost can't find it and they're trying to piece all this together yeah and then the parents come back and find this box that has that yeah perfect explanation also of why they probably used it for unsolved mysteries like a hundred years ago you know just getting keywords which could also like really like fuck it up yeah but but still interesting sitting there i can imagine like sitting there with a bunch of my friends like okay this is what we got what's our plan (laughs) come on gang what are we yeah come on gang scooby-doo style All right, so Lily's going to read our last story. And I thought this is just a really good story. I put it towards the end because yeah. it ends on a positive note. We've been talking kind of negatively about yeah. Ouija boards, but yeah. I feel like there has to be some good in them, right? Absolutely. And I think that uh, this one is very, very cute. So it goes as such. I will preface the story by saying that my mother has always claimed she had some psychic power a little and was able to automatic write and use Ouija very well. I'm an atheist agnostic and skeptic, so even though over the years I had witnessed some pretty crazy stuff, nothing like this. I'm, th- I'm a 30-year-old male, and my 22-year-old female 4.0 college student fiancé passed away suddenly three months to the day ago, and even on a Friday. Oh. So I'm assuming he was writing yeah. th- that it was even the Friday. Um. So me and my friend, who believes she can see spirits and auras, and my mom decided to try to contact my fiancé. After my mother visited a psychic who told her things about her son being constantly followed by a female spirit. So commence Ouija board session. By lighting all of my fiancé's candles and putting her stuff and letters to me all over our old bedroom, my mom asked specifically for her over and over. Finally, the oracle, or the plastic moving thing, the planchette, 
started to move quickly and randomly. Then we asked if it was her, and it went to yes. Then I asked her if she could spell out our song, and she did. It was Ho Hey by the Lumineers, Aww. which is a cute song, and now I'm, like, welling up. <laughs> uh, so I asked her what her favorite movie was. She spelled out Braveheart. Bingo. I asked her how she died, and not only did she tell us, but she named the freaking city that it happened oh in. God. Then we asked her if she was happy, if she still loved me, if she was waiting for me on the other side, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We asked if she was my guardian angel now, and she said yes. Aww. Then I asked her a question, a secret only I knew. I asked if I should tell it to her twin sister. She said, not yet. Then I said, how long? More than a year? Yes. Two years? Yes. Then there's the part that blew me right the hell away. She said she couldn't talk anymore, and I asked her if she could say goodbye to me. She said, XOXO. XO was what she got tattooed on her because we ended every text between each other with XOXO. Aww. She even changed her screen na names online to end in XO. I still can't believe what I witnessed that night, and I can't describe the amount of comfort I have after speaking with her tonight, even though I normally never believe in this kind of thing. I know what I saw. Oh, So sweet. That's so sweet. I love that. Especially knowing um, that... The people who surrounded him were kind of sensitive to the supernatural. It only makes sense for her to be like, to use that yeah. resource. And I think, and I'm assuming they probably did this the right way. Absolutely. I mean, he said he lit candles and left her things around the room. It wasn't just like, hey, spirits, what do you got? Yeah, like they, he used things to try to get bring her in. Exactly. To channel her specifically. So that was... Yeah. That's so sweet. Ugh, I love that story, actually. And, I, really I mean, when you think about it, ending a message in XOXO, like, is, you know, something that you hear frequently, but that it's so specific to them. Yeah. And since he didn't say goodbye, he said, can you say goodbye to me? Yeah. And this is also clearly a spirit from modern times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, considering the fact that the song... Yeah, that, from the Lumineers. The, from the yeah. Lumineers and the movie Braveheart, like, Clearly, it's an intelligent spirit from around yes. our time. So that also connects with it. Mm -hmm. And I For feel sure. like this could definitely be real because it also sounded very calm. It yeah. wasn't, you know, we are here and darting across the board and all that stuff. Yeah. So that's it's sweet. It's comforting. Yeah. Well, on that note, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Just Ghoulie Things. If like I said before, <laughs> if you or someone you know has a paranormal story, doesn't matter if it's ghost-related, demon-related, UFOs, conspiracies, bad dreams. Zombies. We should do a zombie episode That'd soon. be cool. Mm -hmm. um, and then, like, uh, oh, I definitely want to do, like, reincarnation stories yes! or something. That'd be so okay. cool. Yeah, I'm in. Um, any, just Any, anything, anything like that. Anything not normal, just email us. Even if you want to just tell us how your day was. We love yeah, talking to you guys. Not? We we like to talk to everybody. Yeah, we'll so, use a Ouija board and talk yeah. to some of them from uh, the other side. So What could possibly go, go wrong? So just email us at justghoulythings at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook at Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram at Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at jgtpodcast. And we also have Patreon. Um, with the help of you guys, we can create more content. Um, we have tiers as low as $1 a month. Um, and if you go onto our Patreon, just search Just Ghoulie Things, and you could see all the different levels that we have to offer. Mm -hmm. They're all... they're 
almost all puns too yeah right that's we try to make it fun for you guys yeah and every time i mean the more that we get patreon donors and the more we grow this podcast, we're going to change our tiers to, to do a lot more for you guys. Mm-hmm. But this is just a start. Please check it out on Patreon.com. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Just Ghouly Things. Or just go to Patreon.com, then just search Just Ghouly Things and you'll find us there. Yeah. You could also go to our Instagram and in our, uh, in our bio, there's a link tree link that that has connected our apple podcast google play and our patreon so just to make it easier for you guys you can just click that as well that's all the rebecca stuff that she does yeah there's all the businessy stuff yeah (laughs) you know it is what it is all right thank you guys so much we will let you go now and we will talk to you later boo thanks bye